0: The following content is sponsored in partnership with Haymarket Media U.S. It's the McKnight's Market Leaders Podcast in partnership with NetHealth on today's episode. When I walked into a assisted living facility for the first time, probably 15, 16 years ago, you didn't see any residents with an iPhone. You didn't see any residents with an iPad. Now you walk in, they're texting, browsing the internet. You know, the savviness has really, really, really increased.
1: This is not a stagnant specialty therapy at all. There are clinical trials, research studies, and so on that are actually providing real data on how to best provide care in a way that gives the optimum outcome for the patient and allows them to stay in their home setting.
0: Here's your host, Lois Bowers.
2: Hi, this is
1: Lois Bowers,
2: editor of McKnight Senior Living, and I'm here with Charles Hale, chief information officer for Legacy Healthcare Services, and Jane Moffitt, vice president of product management, Therapy for NetHealth. They're going to share with us how technology-enabled rehab therapy can create significant value within senior living communities throughout the United States, the benefits of therapy within senior living communities, and the role technology plays in the delivery of an outstanding resident experience alongside exceptional clinical and financial outcomes. You'll receive practical advice on how to improve your senior living communities through technology-enabled rehab therapy and advanced analytics. Charles, could you tell us a little bit about yourself and your company?
0: Sure, absolutely. My name is Charles Hale. I am the Chief Information Officer for Legacy Healthcare Services. I've been in uh, senior living for about 20 years. Prior to that, I was uh, in technology roles in uh, pharma and biotech. It's been a, a fantastic shift over to senior living. I've had this great experience of working with therapists who provide such a valuable service and are very passionate about what they do and changing and improving the lives of the seniors that they they, they treat. Um, Legacy uh, provides uh, occupational therapy, physical therapy, and speech therapy in senior living communities. We're in 500-plus communities in about 25 different states.
2: Now, Legacy has a very comprehensive model for providing therapy in assisted living communities. Could you tell us about that model and why you developed it?
0: Sure, absolutely. Well, we developed the model about... Um, 18 years ago, we were primarily um, servicing the skilled nursing facility setting, and then we we noticed that the acuity level levels were increasing in the ALIL space, assisted living and independent living space. So it was a natural progression for us to to transition. We were following our patients. Our patients were moving into the ALIL space, remaining in there longer. Um, so we developed a model that was tailored to that space. It's, it's on-site, five days a week, all three disciplines. It's very integrated in with the community. Uh, many times you walk into the community and you can't tell the difference between our employees and their employees. And that, of course, is by design. It, it helps with the comfort level and the relationships that, that the residents have with our clinicians. It's been a very successful model. Um, over those 20 years, uh, we have developed some some very, very innovative um wellness, and clinical um, programs uh, that have been very successful. Uh, Just a few of those are dementia management, um, safety, safety of motion and falls program and low vision program.
2: So how are technology enabled therapy operations different from the days prior to your current systems?
0: Over the last 20 years, the technology in senior living has just really changed. I mean, we've gone through the digital transformation 20 years ago. Everything was on paper. There were there were very few interactions with technology from a therapy perspective. We did have an EMR system 17 18 years ago uh, when I first started with Legacy Healthcare but it was it was a very antiquated system that the, we, we could collect um, billing information electronically but we didn't have electronic charting we didn't have uh, an electronic scheduler or anything like anything like that. So the progression of uh, technology into senior living has really been has really been fantastic to watch in the last 17 years.
2: What are some of the key metrics that you rely on within your EMR and how are they used with your current clients as well as securing new ones?
0: Great question. Our EMR is, is is extremely important to our business. It's, it's it's our it's our main data entry point from our therapists. So they're enter, entering information into the EMR, you know, daily, hourly, um, and we analyze that data. And we, it produces a, a host a whole host of metrics that we use to run our organization. A few of those are outcomes. You know, we need to understand you know how successful our treatments are, how far are our patients progressing, uh, what. What courses of treatment, what treatment plans are yielding a better outcome versus which ones are not? It helps us direct training to our employees. Uh, How productive are our employees? That's a very important uh, metric that, that we use because we've got to understand how much time is being actually spent with the resident. More time with the resident means a more successful, more healthy, more engaged, more active resident in the community, Right. Um, we have to understand that and, we, and then we can analyze that data and see you know, what, where is the other time being spent and you know, how can we, we limit that and allow them, that, that clinician to spend more time with the resident and the EMR system is very helpful for that.
2: You use a very methodical process in choosing potential assisted living clients. Can you tell us how you know how you can help a community be successful?
0: Well, we like to think that we can help all the communities be successful, right? Um, but I think part of the secret sauce is the partnership. We have to have a senior living partner who s- shares our mission, shares our values. And that is, you know, the, we're, we're, we're here for the health of the resident, the health, well-being and, 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 and success of the, of the resident. And if we have a senior living partner that also shares that passion, and, and is willing to share information, allow us to integrate it in with our communities, allow us to use our model to the full potential, that's a recipe for success.
2: Legacy has significantly expanded its presence in the assisted living space while decreasing its presence in the SNF space. How has that had an impact on your therapist's job satisfaction?
0: That's a great question. 20 years ago, 25 years ago, we were, we were delivering services in skilled nursing facilities, right? And as I mentioned before, it was a natural progression for us to follow the, follow the residents. Now, we still service skilled nursing facilities. So, you know, we have therapists that work in those, those settings, and they, they enjoy their jobs. They're very, very fulfilled with what they do. All of our therapists are, are very passionate about what they do. Now, when I compare that, you know, the therapist that's working in a skilled building to a, to a therapist that's working working in an ALIL, and you, you're asking me what they like better, what, why are they more satisfied, or are they more satisfied? You know, it really depends on the therapist. But I think if you were to ask a therapist who really enjoy their job in an ALIL, and that's the setting that they like to be in, I think they would say that they were able to deliver more care. They're treating under a different payment model where it's Med-A, primarily in a skilled nursing facility, where it's Med-B in an ALIL setting. So, you know, you don't have some of those limitations. They're able to deliver better care and get better outcomes, and therefore, you know, they're, they're, they're more fulfilled. They're fulfilled on a higher level with being able to deliver better care to the patient.
2: How does your company approach developing technology for therapists?
0: Oh, that's a great question. Um, you know, we're not a, a technology company. We, we of course, we, we develop some small pieces of technology, maybe niche technology, like, like apps, maybe things like that that we need. We need in our uh, company, but we we rely on other other organizations like NetHealth, Alenia. We rely we rely on those very, very, very heavily. And when we're looking for technology that we think is going to add value to our organization, right? Technology is not cheap. Know, we've got to pay for it, so it's got to add value, and we're also dealing with a limited amount of, of income, right? Because we're, we're limited by what Medicare will pay, so we have to align that with what we're spending on technologies, just like we have to do with everything else. We're running a business, so we're looking for, for high value platforms that, that bring value. They have to be very efficient. You know, we, we our, our therapists are really, really hard to find, and their time is very important, so we don't want them. Getting discouraged with technology, we don't. Want them, I would like to say, fumbling around with technology. They didn't go to school for six, eight years after high school to fumble around with technology. That's not why they went to school. They went to school to treat patients. So we're, we, we, we're looking for for new technology to implement. We're looking for very efficient technology that has fewer touches. You know, higher value touches. You know, those those. If we can limit those number of clicks that the therapist has to do, to to chart to enter their charges, then they can get back to working with, with their patient. That results in a better outcome for the patient, a healthier patient, a patient that remains in the community.
2: So therapy, wellness, and technology are here to stay. What's next in your opinion?
0: Oh, it's going to be a really exciting time over the next five to 10 years. And I'll tell you why. The technological savviness uh, of seniors is, is on the rise. You, you you can't deny it. When I, when I walked into a assisted living facility for the first time probably 15, 16 years ago, you didn't see any residents with an iPhone, you didn't see any residents with an iPad. Now you walk in, they're texting, they're 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 browsing the internet, you know, the savviness is has really, really, really increased. And over the next five to ten years, you're gonna see that really, really skyrocket. And you're gonna see, you know, a lot of technology companies really capitalizing on that. They'll come to that need. So it's gonna be really exciting to see what happens over the next five to ten years in senior living.
2: Now let's move on to Jane. Jane, could you tell us about yourself and how your career path traveled from NICU nurse to therapy software developer?
1: Sure, yes. I chuckle about that because you can say that my career has spanned the healthcare continuum. Right out of school, I went into neonatal and I spent till 10 or so years there. And then I got interested in doing uh, adult medicine and in in particular went over to emergency medicine, which was super fun and sometimes a little on the crazy side. And then I migrated over into disease management and case management. And that is really where I got into technology uh, because technology was becoming integrated.
2: So, what is the process that goes into developing features that don't just check the box, but also provide efficiency for the therapist, as well as benefit the therapy operator, assisted living provider, and most of all, the resident?
1: Well, you kind of touched on it. Uh, Those are all stakeholders. And the most important thing is to know your audience, know who your stakeholders are, and out of that, then, you learn what problems they have and whether or not technology can solve those problems. Our software here at NetHealth is utilized primarily by treating therapists, about 95% plus of our audience is that, uh, is that group. And um, they're really not there to interact with software. They're really there to document effectively, quickly, in a way that will substantiate the skilled services that they are giving and allow them to be reimbursed for it. They need something that facilitates that. And uh, you might say, well, does that mean that they need something faster? Not necessarily. As, as Charles pointed out, they need to be high value touch. They need content that's relative to the setting and they need help understanding the regulatory piece of it. So, all of that goes into software. We don't want our clinicians to have to know what's allowed or regulatory. We can actually facilitate that through the use of good software. So, know your stakeholders, know their problems, and work to give them a useful tool that will solve those problems.
2: While well, therapy is always changing, especially with regard to innovative delivery settings such as within senior living communities, how do you adapt your technology to meet the rapidly changing needs of therapists and therapy operators?
1: Well, the first way to adapt is no, get that knowledge and uh, of course, you know, we do that by attending conferences and so on. We also have a a large regulatory staff at NetHealth that's trolling. And then we work with our customer partners on what are you doing? How are you planning to expand your business, expand the way that you provide therapy, and how can we support you through that? Because their success is really our success. Uh, And then, of course, um, the last way really is from a clinical point of view. This is not a stagnant specialty therapy at all. There are clinical trials, research studies, and, sh- and so on that are actually providing real data on how to best provide care in a way that gives the optimum outcome for the patient and allows them to stay in their home setting. Uh, and so, you know, when you look at all of those things, this just goes back to really understanding your industry and looking for ways that technology can solve those industry problems.
2: Now, you touched on this before, but I wondered if you could talk a little bit more about how your company approaches developing technology for therapists.
1: Well, we're pretty fortunate in that we have double digit therapists on our staff. So, uh, you know, we can always go internal and talk about uh, what we're contemplating, you know, in our roadmap. But in addition to that, We have wonderful partners, users of our software that we can rely on to provide feedback on what we're doing, and we have an actual uh, well-documented process on that that includes when we are refining a, a potential enhancement, bringing our customer partners in there, asking them about that, having them come on site with us to discuss the roadmap and, and the problems that the enhancements that we are considering would solve. Uh, and then we also go through a formal beta program where uh, when we have a feature that we are looking to put out we invite our customer partners to beta it become early adopters, provide feedback and then we're able to go back and you know modify the feature based on their feedback prior to going out to the general audience. This means that we're really providing something that solved the problem and is a useful tool, rather than thinking, oh, this is a great idea, but then potentially it has negative or no impact.
2: I'll ask you the same question I asked Charles. Therapy, wellness, and technology are here to stay. So what's next in your opinion?
1: I think it's all about data. Uh, I think that we're just on the cusp of great access to very good and solid data. And I'm very excited about that. Um, people in the industry and their ability to, to move the needle in, in more impactful ways will be influenced by the data that we have for the industry. So what is it that you're doing? What's the audience for it? What's the potential positive clinical impact? What's the financial impact? This is really where I think we're just at the start of realizing it. And then, of course... A smart technology that can interpret the data for us is just the absolute uh, secondary, most natural thing, right? You know, when you look at spreadsheets and so on, you have numbers there and then you need to be able to interpret the numbers. So what does this mean actually for us? The use of technology to do that and get the uh, sort of analysis and potential impact down faster, I think is the second exciting piece about where we're going with technology.
2: Well, thank you both, Charles and Jane, for providing your insights today. This is Lois Bowers, editor of McKnight Senior Living, and I've been speaking with Charles Hale, Chief Information Officer for Legacy Healthcare Services, and Jane Moffitt, Vice President of Product Management Therapy for Net Health. Thanks for joining us.